Thank you, Shannon. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, just exciting to see all that God did last week on Easter and all the other things, which is so amazing to see the hand of God at work in you and through you. You know, last Sunday I mentioned this little story about uh, training for this triathlon and, you know, some of the difficulties that I faced while I was there. So I just wanted to show you, I was actually able to finish really quickly. Here's a, a picture of me yesterday <laughs> at my triathlon as that large eagle carried me straight to the finish line. Um, it was amazing. So, no, but uh, we had a, a great time doing that. But, no, we are uh, even more excited, I think, to kick off this whole thing of this series called The Blessing. Um, you know, we, we say God bless you a lot, right? Typically surrounding a sneeze is when we say God bless you. It's probably the majority of time that people speak blessings upon other people. Did you know that this all started back in the days of the bubonic plague and uh, the Pope, Pope Gregory at the time, told people to say it if they sneezed or the other people around them would die if you didn't say God bless you in the midst of your plague spewing upon other people around you. And so that's part of why we say it. There's also some other interesting things that people say about this, that the soul is in the form of air and it's in the body's head and trying to get out. And so if you sneeze and you don't say God bless you, your soul will escape. Right now, it's just these are crazy little things that we think about, but these reasons we say, God bless you. Some say that evil spirits are trying to get out of you, are getting out of you when you sneeze, and so you say, God bless you to cover that up and kind of, you know, make sure that that's all safe. But we believe that God's blessing has got to be about, oh dear, I thought I clicked that. Good grief, you're still looking at that eagle. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we believe that. This whole thing of, of God blessing is so much, so much more than that. That God has blessing for you. That really God does want to bless you. And you might know, or you might be here and you don't even like realize, but at the end of the service, pretty much every service, I pray over you as a church this blessing from God. It's a blessing that was spoken by God to tell his priest to, to speak that over the people. And so that's why we speak that blessing over you. And that is found in Numbers 6. And so this, this whole thing is, is all, actually, is all found in, in Numbers 6. And if you want, you can turn there. Numbers is at the beginning of your Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. I, I wrote the whole thing out on your outline, little handout in there, if you want to just look there, if it makes it easier. But um, this wanted to be able to read through this whole part here, Numbers 6, 22 to 27, is we're kind of framing. We're going to spend five weeks in this series talking through each segment of it, but also today we're kind of, you know, giving some major, like, general thoughts about it as well. So, Numbers 6, 22, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses saying, now Moses is this leader of the people of Israel, and they are, they are now uh, wandering in the wilderness, and God's been giving them the law and all that, and he's, they're getting a lot of direction of guidelines of how to live. And so the Lord speaks to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and to his sons 
Now Aaron is this, the priest of the people. So he says, speak to Aaron and his sons. Now that's why this prayer, you'll often hear it referred to as the Aaronic benediction or the priestly blessing. These are some names of this because he, Aaron is the priest and he would pray this. So he says, speak this. Thus you shall bless the sons of Israel. You shall say to them this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. And then verse 27 says, So they shall invoke my name or put my name on the sons of Israel. And I then, God says, I then will bless them. Okay? So this, uh, this is the whole context, the whole verse of what this is all about. But even before we dig too much deeper into it, I want to just share a little bit of why this is important to me. Like my heart for this prayer, why it's important to me to be praying this over you, some of the stories related to that. One is, uh, my, I know my parents prayed this prayer over me when I was young, when I was a kid. This is something that my parents prayed over me. And then now I have been praying this over my own children. And like even before bed, especially when they're, I'm not going to sing it for their sake and yours, but I, I would even like sing a little song to the tune of MLK by U2. But of course, you know, I just had to kind of make it my own. And uh, so then I would sing this song over them and pray this prayer over them because that's my heart is I want God's blessing for them and all of these things. So I want God's grace, God's peace, God's face to shine upon them and in their lives. So I, that's been very important to me. And then um, I, I was on, it was maybe like four or five years ago, I had a time of sabbatical. We had a couple months of just, for me as a pastor, being able to seek the Lord more for myself and not for just like what to, to give uh, away. To
is engraved on these silver amulets. And what that is, is the words of the Aaronic benediction of this, of Numbers 6, 24. That we find that written here. And what this is, interestingly enough, is the oldest printing of words of the Bible that is in existence in the entire world. All right, this is at least 400 years older than the Dead Sea Scrolls. And that, I mean, that's almost the entirety of the Old Testament, so it's a little different than just this one verse. But what we have with this blessing that we pray, that on these silver amulets is the oldest writing of the Bible that we actually still possess. And I think that's pretty incredible, and it shows a lot of kind of the importance of, of this. And... This is, this is a Hebrew thing. This is a prayer in Hebrew that was, that was spoken over the people. It's, Yivarechecha Adonai v'yish merecha, Ya'er Adonai panav elecha v'chunecha, Yisa Adonai panav elecha v'yasem lecha shalom. That's the prayer. That's the prayer that the priests would pray over them. That's what you see written, I think, in its beautiful form in Hebrew here, and it's actually written with a lot of intent. Like, it's, it's very um, specific of how it works. There's really three lines, what you see up here, these last two lines are, are one line, but it's three lines that have, all have the name of God within them, and then they all, it starts with three words, then five words, then seven words. And it's this kind of building crescendo of this prayer of blessing for the people of God. And I love, like, I don't often get into structure, because, I don't know if you know, but like in, in commentaries and, and scholarly writings in, when it comes to the scriptures, they get really nerdy into like the way that stuff was written structurally. And sometimes I'm just kind of like, I don't know why we care about that at all. But uh, in this case, I think that it's really, I think it's just interesting to see it build and crescendo that there's something that God's doing with kind of the poetry even of this prayer that he wants you to have this blessing and then it culminates with the peace, the shalom of God that is for you. And so we believe that God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. That God gave these words to his priests to speak over his people because he wanted his people to receive blessings. That God is the kind of God that wants his people to experience blessing. Now, we have to like, sometimes I think we think in our, our lives, well, if God wants to bless us, why does all this terrible stuff happen? Right? That's, that's a hard thing. But remembering that even as these words were spoken, these people of Israel are wandering in a desert, struggling to find their promised land, hearing God saying, I want to bless you. I have something even more for you. I promise you I have this blessing for you. And sometimes I get it. That's, that's a hard thing for us to hear and understand. But God does want to bless you. Now, often, too, we, we bless God, right? We speak words, we even sing, bless the Lord, oh my soul, today. That we have these words of blessing that we speak to God. There is this, this word barak that's, uh, again, I got all messed up here. But the, the, the word barak is in this, gets translated in this word baruch in the, the right tense. Baruch is this prayer, is this word, this prayer. I don't know if you've ever been to a Passover Seder, whether it's ours or, um, or just like a normal Jewish Passover Seder, or if you've been to a friend's house for Shabbat dinner and they pray these prayers 
okay? And they pray these prayers. All of them start with this. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam. And that is, blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe. And then it goes on for something that God does. And these prayers are prayed all the time. Baruch, Baruch, Baruch. Bless, bless, bless. That we are saying these words of blessing to God. And then God, though, here is saying, I have blessing for you. Okay? I have a blessing for you. It's not just you blessing me. I have blessing for you. I like, you know, when I think about, like, what is blessing? What does this mean to be blessed? Dallas Willard says, a blessing is to will with God something good for another person. Okay, so alongside God, you are speaking words of something good for someone else. And that's what this whole thing of this prayer in, in Numbers, this ironic benediction, it is this prayer of speaking blessing with God, alongside God, right? We are speaking this blessing upon others. Now, as we even dig more into, like, what is God's blessing? We have to understand blessing in the context of 3,400 years ago, okay? Which is a very different time. Now, this is, there's going to be parts of this that are hard, okay, for some of us, right? Now, the thing in this era is the number one way of understanding blessing amongst all, like, the people was this sense of fertility, how do our crops perform? How many descendants do we have? All of that was like a big way of understanding blessing. And so an understanding of blessing was numerous descendants, a fruitful land, good health, protection from enemies. But mostly it was a sense of God's presence with you in the midst of all of it. Now, because here's what happens when you read something like this, right? At least for me, I don't know how you feel as you read a list like this. And you think, numerous descendants and all of, like, the people that we know and love, maybe yourself, that struggle with issues of infertility, right? A fruitful land. My business is doing terribly. What do you mean, God? You have blessing of a fruitful land. Good health. I'm sick. I'm struggling. All of that, right? Like, these, there's so much where we can think of it in, in this way and we think, I don't see this, some of what we have to understand with this is that God's, the way that God related to his people, and I Like, see God as a God that wants to bless you. And, and not just as this God that has wrath and judgment and condemnation. 
One of my favorite verses is Isaiah 30, 18, and it, it speaks of God as, uh, I, I think it speaks of God like on the edge of his seat, okay? And it says, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. The Lord rises to show you compassion. That's the heart of God, right? The heart of God isn't sitting back and thinking like, ah, just whatever, you terrible people, I will smite you, right? No, it's like it's speaking of God on the edge of his seat, longing to be gracious to you. He rises up out of his seat to show you compassion. He's right there for you in the midst of that, that his presence with you in whatever you're going through is that ultimate blessing that we will experience. And so if the blessing of God comes from the presence of God, I want to tell you that that's mostly, when I pray that over my children, when I pray that over our church, when I hope for that for myself, it is that. It is the presence of God with me that is the ultimate sign of God's blessing in my life, that I know that he is with me. And Jesus says, in this world, you will have suffering, but take heart. I have overcome the world. The great war has been won. You're going to be in a daily battle, but I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Right? That, that we know that God's presence is with us in the midst of it. Now, this, this blessing in this verse, it's interesting. This blessing comes through God's priest. Okay, the way that it functions is that God spoke to Moses, who is kind of the both spiritual and sort of civic leader of all of them, right? And then Moses speaks to Aaron, the priest, and tells Aaron, say these words over the people and you will bless them. You shall bless the sons of Israel. You shall say to them. So he tells the priest to speak these words. Now, in... in uh, in these times, in, in, like in the Old Testament, biblical times, what was going on was these words would be spoken over the people at minimum three times a day, every day. That's like on your normal day, not when there's some sort of feast or special occasion or whatever. Okay? And it would be even more than that. And so these words are spoken three times a day, every day, over the people of God. Like That's interesting to think about, right? That just this much is God wanting these these words of blessing to be spoken over them. And really we believe that these words are, like the priest speaking these words is more than just informative. Like more than just reminding them that these words exist. It was performing something. There is something supernatural happening in the midst of this. That God says, as you speak these words, you shall bless them. And, but then he reminds us, you will put my name on them. It's my name upon them that blesses them. They are now my family, my heirs. They have my inheritance. I'm speaking these words of blessing. And then God says, and I shall bless them. So it is God doing the blessing, right? But it's God speak, wanting the priest to speak these words over them, to bless them. And then God will bless them. And so what I don't want us to do here too is I don't want us to throw out the concept of God wanting to bless people, God wanting to bless you because there are some people that abuse this whole notion, okay? There really are some people that abuse this when it comes to even kind of more historically the Catholic Church with paying for indulgences, like blessings from God that you could pay for that. Uh, or even nowadays you have 
prosperity gospel preachers, kind of health wealth. If you send me in this money, I will now give you blessing in some way. That kind of a, a, a thought or notion that that is not what we're talking about here, okay? I want you to hear that plain and clear, that this is just God's heart for you as his people. There is no sense of you sending money in that's going to get you more blessings or something like that. Um, but like, I want you to know that we will speak these words over you whether you give an offering or not. All right? It's not what it's about. Uh, that we, we speak these words of blessing over you. That God does want to bless you and God will bless you. But it's not some sort of you know, weird thing like some of those situations. And so I just want us to not throw it out because I think we can get sort of hesitant about this notion because we get nervous about the ways that people have abused it. Um, you know, there's been times in my life where I feel like people have prayed this prayer of blessing, but even like other kind of like specific prayers of blessing over me, and they've been significant in my life. And maybe you've had times like this for you as well. But I know, uh, so my, my parents praying this specific prayer over me was very, uh, I think, formative in my upbringing. I think that um, my, my parents told me about my baby dedication and hearing about that, this pastor um, picking me up and praying over me and speaking kind of prophetic words of blessing over me and that this baby would someday become a pastor. Like that's like hearing about that later in life was very meaningful to me. I had another situation where I went on a missions trip uh, in high school, like late high school, like senior year, to Chicago, to this inner city church where this pastor laid his hands on me and prayed this prayer of blessing over me and then prayed to you that I would someday be serving him as a pastor. And I like shined him, like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a political science major. That's where I'm going next year, you know? And then God kind of changed it all, right? And so just these, these intense moments. I remember when uh, like 20 plus years ago when I was ordained as a pastor and these prayers of blessing that were spoken over me by the pastor of my home church where I grew up where I first became a pastor and, and that was extremely kind of moving and, and kind of an important moment for me in my life as well as a little over a year ago where I knelt right here in this spot and was prayed over by the elders of God's blessing and and uh, anointing to be the pastor of this church. Like, so there's some like, these kind of like special moments of prayers of blessing and anointing that are, that are unique and, and, and even more than just the prayers of these words, but we can speak words of God's blessing over people in lots of ways that can be very moving and very, um, like I said, formative of what then takes place in their lives. And so we want to have this heart to speak blessing over them. And for me, praying this prayer over you as a church at the end of our services, that has felt like a very deep and kind of heavy, uh, a good sense of a burden of responsibility. And I take it very seriously when I pray those words over you, that I, I, I think that God is moving in the midst of those words being spoken over you. And I think that God is blessing you in the midst of it. It's crazy how many people come up to me and tell me like, wow, Eric, I just, I can't tell you how meaningful that is when you pray those words over us. And I, I've sort of jokingly said, 
me using a 3,400 year old prayer has been like the most innovative thing I've done as a pastor, you know, like that, like, kind of <laughs> and it's like, it's awesome, but I love that, that, that is maybe the, the most meaningful thing I've done in your lives is pray this really ancient prayer, and that's the beautiful thing about our faith, but here's also the part of this I want you to understand about the priest speaking this over the people. In the New Testament, it speaks that we are all now as believers part of the royal priesthood of believers. That you are all part of this priesthood now. And that we then, as priests, we no longer, though, have this need for a priest to be a mediator between us and God. That Jesus Christ, through his death and resurrection, has made that completely open, that access to God, that we no longer need a human mediator, that Christ and the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, that is, we have direct access. And so now, we as priests can speak these words of blessing upon one another. You're not needing to wait for me and make an appointment, Eric, will you pray a prayer of blessing over me? No, you can speak these words of blessing over each other. And I want you to kind of start thinking that way. Your friends, your family, these people that you care about in your life, the people that you even hope for to know Christ, that these words of blessing can be spoken over them, that they would know the graciousness of God, the shalom, the peace of God, in a way that they never have before, to be praying these words of blessing over them. Because... Blessings are always meant to be shared, okay? Blessings are meant to be shared. There's this expression we get from this passage that I'm about to read to you is that you are blessed to be a blessing, okay? You are blessed to be a blessing. Don't be a blessing hoarder, okay? You're not just supposed to just take all the blessings for yourself, but Genesis 12 is God speaking to Abraham, or Abram, as he's choosing him as this people, that, and he will begin his people through Abraham. And he says in 12.1, Go forth from your country, from your relatives, from your father's house, to the land which I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. You are blessed to be a blessing. So receive the blessing as I would pray that over you, but then go and take that blessing and pray that blessing over others. And that's what God says what he is doing is he is putting his name upon you. It's somehow very significant. I kind of, in a way, I almost don't really completely understand everything that that means. But God is putting his name on you. And I think that that, for me, it feels most like that you are part of God's family. His name is on you. God is your father. And his name on you, like I said, gives you all the rights of an heir. You are part of it. And now his presence is with you every day in all the things that you go through. And so I want to just encourage you <clears throat> to pray this blessing over people in your life, to memorize these words, memorize the words of this blessing. And what I want to do is I'm going to come down to the middle 
Because I want us to practice this here just for a moment. I want us to speak the words of this blessing. And it'll be challenging because you've got to try and look at the words. So, these words, if you see I've got a little screen in the back too, I don't know if you ever knew that, but, uh, <laughs> but um, I want you to be able to speak these, face, face each other, don't just face me, but face each other, no, 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 don't turn around, face the middle of the room, people on the other side of the room, okay, so that we can all be speaking these words over someone, it's almost like one half's praying it to the other half, okay, and we pray this blessing because God is speak these words. These aren't words that God is speaking. These are words that we speak and we bless others. So I want you to bless each other now. Let's say them together and mean it, okay? May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance on you and give you peace. We just all spoke this blessing upon each other. We're going to transition. You can remain standing. We'll transition to a time of worship here. As we sing blessings and praise and worship to God. And as we do that, you'll have an opportunity as you'd like to be able to come to the stations to remember through communion that Christ gave his body for us as we take of the bread. That he shed his blood for us. As we drink from the cup, we remember that. We don't forget. We also have people available at the prayer points to pray with you. But let's sing these blessings to God now. And when we close, I'll pray the blessing over you. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we want to worship you, glorify you, bless you, God. Thank you that you are a God that desires to bless us. Lord, so may our hearts, Lord, just bless you in response. In Jesus' name.